the Public News Service Daily Newscast, March the 6th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. The Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, will reduce benefits by almost $90 per person at the end of March, but it does not apply to Indiana, and that is causing some confusion. Congress voted to end the extra pandemic-related SNAP benefits as part of a government funding package that passed last year. But Emily Weichart-Bryant with the group Feeding Indiana's Hungry explains SNAP benefits were already reduced in Indiana last summer by the General Assembly. So this month's federal reduction does not apply. Many people are hearing that their SNAP benefits are going to be reduced shortly. And in Indiana, that is not the case. We want to make sure people are not alarmed thinking that something is going to happen in Indiana when it's already happened. She says starting in June of last year, SNAP benefits in Indiana went back to normal levels based upon household size, expenses, and eligibility. According to the nonprofit Feeding America, more than 46% of the households receiving SNAP benefits in the state include children. I'm Terry D. reporting. Feeding Indiana's Hungry serves all 92 Indiana counties. A new study shows rural New York is struggling with declining populations and lacking employment. The state of rural New York examines about a decade's worth of data, and rural counties experienced a population decline of 50,000 people. This was twice the rate of urban counties in the state. Other issues rural areas are facing include aging housing stock, which isn't designed for seniors or people with limited mobility. Mike Borges, with the Rural Housing Coalition of New York, says one part of the solution to revitalize rural counties begins with better funding for numerous programs, including those that allow people to age in place. We are advocating for more funding for Access to Home, Restore, which are two programs that allow the disabled and senior citizens to stay in their homes and can, you know, do repairs and make the homes more accessible to the disabled so they can stay in their communities. He adds other solutions are providing funding to rural communities for small rental development projects and affordable workforce housing. A 2020 report shows the Lake Placid community has an unmet need of over 1,500 workforce and affordable housing units. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. Now from Reuters, negotiators from more than 100 countries completed a U.N. treaty to protect the high seas on Saturday. It is a long-awaited step. Environmental groups say it will help reverse marine biodiversity losses and ensure sustainable development. This is Public News Service. The unionization of Cambria Suites and hotel workers in Mooresville, led mainly by black employees, puts a spotlight on the rise in labor advocacy among workers of color in the South. Cambria Suites and hotel shuttle driver Dwayne Hoskins says he witnessed firsthand mistreatment by management, including unwanted firings, low pay, racist language, and shrinking payments, despite working the same hours each week. When I looked at my pay history, the amounts have been declining, not my hours, but the amounts have been declining. And so I thought that to be a, a situation that I needed to speak up about. Cambria employees, members of the Union of Southern Service Workers, walked off the job last month. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, hotel employment is down by more than 250,000 jobs since the pandemic. 
And backers of public schools want Ohio lawmakers to rework the new state budget bill to use the most current data for determining school funding. Nearly two years ago, Ohio changed that formula, used to decide how much money public schools receive and to funnel more money to schools in less wealthy districts. Critics point out the governor's new budget uses the fair school funding plan formula, but with amounts based on data from 2018. Former Democratic Senator John Patterson says the fair school funding plan levels the playing field. By providing nearly $2 billion in school funding over six years using a formula that more accurately determines the cost per student. And that's what this school funding plan does. It puts us on a pathway that is justifiable, predictable, sustainable, so that Ohio can educate our students to their fullest potential. According to the group All In for Ohio Kids, currently fewer than half of Ohio students go to schools with funding comparable to average national spending. Finally, our Eric Galatis lets us know voters in Wyoming and across the West strongly support protecting water supplies, public lands, and migration corridors for wildlife. According to the new Conservation in the West survey conducted by Colorado College, Lori Weigel with the firm New Bridge Strategies says there is strong support for meeting a host of conservation goals in western states. Water certainly tops that list. Virtually everyone is saying that that is important to them personally, and fully 86% say that's very important. Eight in ten Wyoming voters see the water shortage in the West as a problem, but most were not aware that 80% of Colorado River water is currently diverted to agriculture. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Here are some interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and you can find our trusted indicators at publicnewsservice.org.